everybody. I hope that you are having a great day or a great week wherever you're at listening to this episode. Full disclosure, this week was going to be a guest episode, but I just felt like there were some things that were really timely to this specific week that I wanted to jump on and get to talk about. And as I was kind of thinking about the layout of what episode comes which week, I don't know, it just felt like this was like the right time for this one. And I think I've shared this before, but on the side of my own podcast, I really am a huge podcast fan. I mean, I am normally listening to a podcast through the week when I'm working or I'm getting ready or if I'm cleaning or driving. I love and have my favorite podcasts that I kind of keep in my ears as I'm doing life. And And one of my favorite things about those podcast hosts is whenever they will take a step out of kind of their normal flow, even if it's just like in a segment. So sometimes they'll have a full podcast episode and at the very end, you'll get like a little bit that's just about their life lately. And it's nothing crazy, um, but it just feels like you're getting to sit and get to know them more and just kind of the day-to-day of their life. And I just, I love, love, love those episodes. And I know that I've built that space into this podcast so that there can be a few episodes here and there that are just with me. But like I said, I just felt like this week there were some things that were happening in my life that I wanted to bring to this place, that I wanted to bring to this space. And the hope is that maybe you resonate with some of it or at a minimum that it just helps you feel like you get to know me more. So as we keep going with these incredible guests and just all of these conversations that we've been having with everyone who has come on the podcast, you'll have a little bit of insight about what's going on with me behind the scenes. And so in this conversation today, I really wanted to talk about where Scott and I are at in our journey to become parents. If you've been along for a while, you maybe remember some of those key and significant moments that have happened for us so far. Um, But this is a big week for that. And so I just wanted to share kind of where I'm at in that waiting process and just some of the things I'm processing through and thinking. And I think it really pulls on my faith with Jesus and kind of what I believe to be true about God and the way that he's working in the world. So that's going to be in there. And then at the very end, I've hinted at this a little bit in a couple of recent episodes, but there is something that has been in the works that I want to share with you. I'm kind of intimidated by it. I am like hoping that it goes well. It feels like a really big risk for me and something that I haven't done ever before. So I was kind of thinking for a while, like maybe I wouldn't share it publicly that I would hold off on it, but we're just seeing things develop so quickly that I wanted to jump on and invite you guys into that. And so you will hear that at the end of this episode too. So far this season, the episode that I feel like made the most waves was the one with Brad McDonald called Quit But Don't Give Up. And he is the founder of Pattern Talent. Pattern Talent is a purpose-driven consulting firm focused on designing transformations that develop leaders. So the way that this works is they serve individuals and companies wherever they are at on their leadership journey who have this desire and commitment to become the leader that they are capable of being. So for individuals, Pattern offers one-on-one 
group coaching. And for companies, they offer a tailor-made toolkit that's delivered through coaching, consulting, teaching, and training. And I can tell you firsthand, Pattern Talent is such a helpful resource to you. If you feel stuck in your calling or your career or your growth or your leadership as an individual, or if as a leader, your team feels stuck, I cannot recommend Pattern anymore. You can find out more at patterntalent.co or email them at hello at patterntalent.co. And here's the fun thing. Since Brad is a friend of mine and a friend of the podcast, you can actually get 10% off of a six-month agreement by using promo code Nikki Dutton at your checkout. So that's promo code Nikki Dutton, all caps, no spaces at patterntalent.co for 10% off of a six-month coaching agreement. And like I said, I can't recommend Pattern anymore. So to catch you up, if you have been around on this podcast for a while, you've maybe heard bits and pieces of this story, but I just wanted all of us to kind of have, um, like be on the same page as far as like what our journey to become parents has looked like, just so that you can fully understand where we're at in that process. So to catch you up, Scott and I started having conversations about wanting to have a family of our own. I believe this was kind of late 2020, early 2021. I remember specifically, we were sitting at one of our favorite brunch spots on a Saturday. It's called Native and it's in North Fort Worth. And we were sitting there, we were having our breakfast and we were just kind of talking about life and some things that we're thinking about. Those are my favorite times of the week that I get with Scott. And we both started just talking about how we were feeling more open to adding kids to our family. So we have been married at this point for probably three to four years, three years going on four years. And we were just really excited about now kind of opening that door and saying like, okay, we're ready to have kids of our own. Um, And that of course has so many things that come with it, but we were just like, yes, let's step through the store. And so we started praying about what that would look like. And that's actually what led us to move back to Georgia uh, because we just felt like we wanted to be around friends and family as we were starting our family. Even if this isn't where we stay forever, who knows? But even if it's not, it felt like this would be a really good place to be for this season. Uh, We had no idea how true that would be. We had no idea what this would look like, but that has been absolutely true. And I'm so glad we've been home for the last year or so of this process. Um, because life up until that point had been kind of chaotic. So our engagement season was a mix of really great celebration and joy, but also just really difficult life stuff. And my dad died a month after we got married. And then, you know, six months later, we said yes to this huge risk of moving from Georgia to California, quitting all of our jobs, like totally uprooting. So we did that. And then there was like financial challenge and job changes. And then um, just kind of like being out on that limb and like waiting to see like if it would hold and support our weight. That was like a big part of that season. And then we 
had the global pandemic that happened. Our plans changed. This huge dream that we had to be on the West Coast and what life would look like there changed almost like seven months in. I mean, it was so quick. And that's when we found ourselves in Texas. And it just had been a lot. Like life was really, really chaotic leading up to that conversation, sitting at Native having brunch. And so even making that decision to come home, like I said, was a big one because we had just like invested so much into this like transition and into this hope of what God would do in that place. So we did, we made the move back to Georgia and we were surprised and excited to find out in early 2022, um, in March of 2022, that we were pregnant for the very first time. And like all of that is um, just such a sweet place. I mean, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of nervousness, um, but it's also just exciting to imagine that, you know, we're going to be adding to our family in the next nine months. And you start talking about names and nursery. And I remember after one of our date nights, we went through Target and it was still really early in the pregnancy. Um, but we started like we bought some books that we wanted to add to the nursery, just this kind of like this fun celebration of what was happening. And I started to feel sick. So I started to have all like the crazy pregnancy symptoms. Um, so that was in March of 2022. And then when we went to Paris to meet two of our best friends, um, on this like once in a lifetime trip, we actually experienced an unexpected miscarriage at that time. So there was nothing before then that had indicated that we would miscarry or that things weren't developing correctly. Um, it was just a huge blow. And so that full story is in another podcast episode that I recorded around that time called Her Name is Hosanna. So that's linked if you want to listen to that more in depth. Um, but that was obviously like just so disorienting. And I think disillusionment is something that I've really resonated with in the last year or two, because you have all these hopes and expectations and dreams of what things will look like. And then you get into it and it's really different. And so that happened in April, um, sorry, in March and April of 2022. So fast forward to October of 2022, and we were surprised and excited again to find out that we were pregnant for a second time. Of course, because of that first loss, we were feeling um, some reservation, some hesitation, but it's really interesting because when I think back to that time, I also felt a very steady presence of peace. I did not feel overly scared or like, I know that something bad is going to happen. I didn't feel that way at all. I really felt a lot of peace about where we were at and kind of what was happening. And so again, went to the doctors, everything was looking good. All the levels were increasing. I was starting to have some like interesting, like pregnancy symptoms. And again, like we were filled with hope that we would get to add a child to our family and that this would just be, yeah, a life-changing moment for us. Um, and almost exactly to this time last year. So late October, we found out we were pregnant in early October. And then in late October, we found out that we had had a second miscarriage and, that was a surreal experience because we had been there before. Um, 
This time we were home, though. We were in our hometown, in our home, surrounded by friends and family. And so that felt like a little bit more comfortable because the other time we were in a foreign country and seeing foreign doctors and it was the first time. Um, And it was just hard for me to wrap my mind around the fact that we were experiencing this again, because after that first miscarriage, so many people had said, you know, this happens to so many people and it's like the odds and the percentages and all of those things. But for it to happen again, um, started to raise some alarm of, well, is something wrong with me? Are we doing something wrong? Like, am I eating something wrong? And I remember that one of my doctors said, you can't think that way. You can't think like, oh, if I had turned this corner a different way, or if I had taken this route on this day at this time, things would be different. Um, because truthfully, even with the best medical research and everything, like a lot of these losses are still unexpected. Explained. So that kind of brings us to this last year. Um, I think we kind of took a step back and we're just trying to heal even emotionally from having two losses back to back. And um, I think this is where my faith comes in. And like I said, that disillusionment, I really was starting to feel um, like my hope was dwindling. And even as I was thinking about this today, just in general, I think if you have a picture for your faith of what faith might look like in a person or like even a spirit inside of a person, I feel like my hope and my faith and like the spirit of like who I am used to be this like huge, like bright light, this huge bright flame. And I think about other seasons of my life where I just felt like I was really like in my stride of connecting with people and worshiping the Lord and taking risk and growing and doing new things. And because of all that chaos that I mentioned earlier, those concurrent losses, not just of pregnancy, but of my dad and of, you know, taking a big risk and having a dream and expectations for what life will look like. And for that to change so suddenly and so drastically, Somewhere along these last three or four years, I feel like that big bright light, that that flame of faith has started to dwindle. And today, at the time of this recording, it feels kind of small. It doesn't feel extinguished. It doesn't feel totally gone. But if I'm just being 100% honest with you, like that flame feels really, really small. Um And so over the last year, as we have just been starting to just kind of sort through what the heck happened in the last four years, but specifically what's going on with my body and how we're trying to have these pregnancies and these babies, we did go see our doctor and did a bunch of testing just to make sure that we're healthy. And of course, there are areas that we can improve. Um, But to be honest, it was a little bit double-edged where when we did all of this testing, we found out that there is not anything specifically out of order or misplaced or that needs support in our bodies, Um, which is hard because you kind of wish that there was something that you could like attach to and say, okay, well, if I take this supplement, or if we do this medical process, or if I 
change my diet in this way, then that will ensure that we will 100% have a healthy pregnancy and a full-term baby. And that has just not been the case. And um, of course, there are things that we're doing to just help us be even more healthy. But I heard someone else talk about this on another podcast. And I was like, I think that that is a really helpful and kind of um, aligning thought of even if you are using every advantage that medicine has to offer. Like if you are taking every supplement, if you, maybe you're even going through IVF or IUI, or you're doing literally everything you possibly can to have a healthy pregnancy and to have a healthy baby, there is still this miraculous aspect of the Lord is the one who gives life. And even through all of these like most meticulous efforts, like it still is the Lord who grants that life. And that is where we all are just kind of in this like waiting period of waiting to see um, and also waiting to understand, because if that's the case, then kind of my next question is like, well, why? Why is the Lord not giving us that gift or why is the Lord withholding that from us? Or um, maybe it's not something I need to change in my physical life, but maybe in my spiritual life, if I change my prayer life or my dedication to the Lord, maybe then he'll give me this gift. And I don't think that that is the most helpful way of approaching this, but just to be fully honest and realistic, that has kind of been my thought process of what can I do? What bargaining can I do with God or with like medicine or with like the physical world to promise me that I will have this thing that I really, really want? So yeah, I I think just like where we're at right now is that we are just waiting and we're waiting in a place and our feet are occupying a space in time in life where we just never, ever, ever expected that this is where we would be. Um, like I said, you have so many friends who are sharing their stories of their families growing. You're also watching and reading and scrolling through stories every single day of others who are adding to their family. And I also recognize that for us, uh, this yearning to have children and this yearning to add to our family has been challenged because of loss. But I also recognize that for some of you listening, that hope for a family has been challenged by other things. Maybe a relationship hasn't turned out the way that you thought it would, or maybe finding the right partner hasn't happened the way you thought it would, or there has been illness, or there has been a situation change, or even financially, it's like you want to do this, but you just don't feel like you have the space financially to be able to add to your family. So I just want to recognize too that For anyone listening, you might resonate with my place of waiting, even if your situation looks kind of different. This brings me to what I kind of wanted to just open up with you about today um, and just kind of what feels really, really relevant to this week. Because uh, like I said, we've been seeing doctors. There's nothing really um, massive that they've recommended. However, we are trying a few different just supplements and some different medications and just 
also some monitoring with our doctor just to kind of watch my body and see the way that it moves through a cycle. Sorry if that's TMI. And just to see kind of how my body is moving through everything just to watch and kind of take note on what that process looks like for me specifically. And so in this literal moment, in this exact moment, I find myself very, very, very much in the middle. And because we did just cross the one-year mark of when we found out we were pregnant for the second time, and then the one-year mark of when we found out that we lost that second pregnancy, I have just felt really, really tender and just sensitive. I've cried more tears in the last few weeks than is normal for me. And I am just really wrestling. Like I'm really, really wrestling to reconcile what is true about my life right now and what I want to be true about my life in three weeks, in six months, in two years. It's just, it's hard. It's just been really, really hard. Um, And every day kind of feels like that, that mini battle of like, okay, what, do I believe to be true today? And kind of like, where do I hang my hat today? Like, am I kind of hanging my hat on this hook of like, this is what it is. This is the reality. Life is hard. You just have to grit your teeth and bear through it. Or do I hang my hat on this hook of hope of, you know what? I'm going to believe that we're doing everything we can. We're being faithful to like this process and believing that we will see a miracle, that we will see life added to our family. And depending on where I hang my hat on those hooks really depends on the day, to be honest. And it was helpful for me because as I was sharing this update, kind of we have a small group that we keep of friends that are really family that we keep updated on everything that's going on. So they have total access to our life. We share all the details with them. They pray with us. They encourage us. They cry with us. They grieve with us. Like, I think they want this just as much for us as we want it for ourselves. And one of my best friends, shout out to Lindsay Aldridge. Uh, we were talking about this and I was just sharing, like, I'm really having a hard time right now um, of knowing where to hang my hat, of knowing how to move forward and how to set my thoughts and set my expectations. I'm just really scared to be disappointed. I'm really scared to be let down um, because it just has been so unexpected and devastating these last two times that I'm almost like a afraid to get my hopes up because I'm afraid that then they'll just be like slashed in half again. And she used this phrase that has been super helpful to me. She talked about having courage to hope. And when I was thinking about that phrase, it just felt like in our text message, like that just was highlighted, underlined, bold for me, having the courage to hope because I really resonate with that. Right now, hope feels like a choice and it doesn't feel like an easy choice. Hope for me right now feels like something that I have to choose, not just each morning, like I said, of where to hang my hat, but also like throughout the day or throughout doctor's visits or throughout conversations with 
friends and family or throughout those conversations where other people are telling me that they are expecting a baby and kind of where they're at in their own pregnancies. Um, it's this constant choice of choosing to hope. And sometimes I don't really want to, because like I said, I don't want to be disappointed. Um, and it made me think, and the reason I thought maybe this would be helpful to share here is because I can imagine that a lot of us are in that middle. We're in this place where we're trying to find the courage to hope. Um our faith flame <laughs> feels really small. Our The spirit inside of us feels like weak. Like we just feel like we're kind of barely moving forward, barely hanging on. And maybe it's because you are also waiting to have that positive pregnancy test or you're waiting to have that first full term baby, or maybe you're waiting for that relationship to heal or you're waiting for that family member to find sobriety or to be reconciled, or you're waiting for your situation to change, your job, your school, your work, wherever you're at. Like there are just currently a lot of unmet expectations, changed plans, loss and disappointment. And so if you are in that place, if you also resonate with this place of you want life and you want your situation to look a certain way, and it just doesn't right now, um, there are a few things that I have, have learned and that I'm kind of clinging to in this time that I thought might be helpful to share with you too. And so these are just as much a, an affirmation for me and like a audible place for me to put these things so that I can go back and listen to them as they are like an encouragement for you. So I hope that it comes across in that tone in that way. Um, and I don't have a full breakdown book or dissertation on what it means to have courage to hope yet. Who knows? Maybe one day I will write a book, but right now I don't know what the end would be. So the things that I can confidently say right now, if you are like me and you are in a place trying to find courage to hope, is number one, we are when we are in the middle of disappointment, trying to find the courage to hope, that middle place is not a reflection of God's distrust or disdain in us. The fact that we occupy a middle place where we're in the middle of the story, we're waiting to see how the end will go. We know what came in the previous chapters. We're standing here in this middle place waiting to see what God will do. We're not in this place because of a punishment or because of a distrust that God has for us or uh, because there's something that if, like I said, if we had turned that corner differently or if we had done that thing differently, then we would be in a different place. Unfortunately, the reality is, is that we live in a world that is in this constant tension between the already and the not yet. So there are the already aspects of life where Jesus has already torn the veil. We see miracles happening in real time, in real life, things that don't make sense, things that surpass science. Some of my friends that are having these pregnancy announcements, it does not make sense. It does not make sense. <laughs> no one can explain it, but the Lord, but God, but God. Um, some of the 
sobriety and the just wholeness that I've seen come back into the lives of people that I know and into family and friends is only the Lord. Like we already live in a reality where we have access to Jesus, access to God through Jesus, and we have this connection with the Holy Spirit. We are already seeing miracles and incredible things happen in life. But also, because we occupy this space of the already and the not yet, there are some things that we are not yet seeing. We are not yet seeing complete wholeness and healing across the world. We still live in a world where there is war, where there are humanitarian crisis, where there are broken relationships, where there is physical brokenness and illness and just a lot of yearning and trouble and difficulty. We live in a world that is both of those things. And so to be human on this planet at this time is to be in the middle of that tension of the already and the not yet. So what has been helpful for me to remember is that even though I'm in a place of finding the courage to hope and making that active choice to hope, I am not in the middle because I've done something wrong or because God has forsaken me or has forgotten to me. Things are not meant to be this way in the world that we live in right now. Um, But because of God, but God, we can still have hope and we can still find that courage to hope even when we aren't sure how the story is going to turn out. Um, Another thing that has been very helpful and healing for me is that the very definition and the very fact that we are in the middle of our story means we have not seen the ending yet. We don't know what will happen yet. Even if every chapter before this one has had a similar tone or has looked a similar way or has had a similar theme, that does not dictate what our ending will be and what our ending will look like. Sure, we can make guesses about what we think the end will look like. Sure, we can make speculations about what we think the end will be, but we don't No, because we're standing in these middle pages. And while on some days that gives me a lot of anxiety and that gives me a lot of uneasiness because I just want to know what the end will look like, it also means that there is a lot of room to be surprised by hope, to be surprised by the miraculous, to be surprised by what God will continue to do in our life and our story. And actually, if you read through scripture, there are so many stories where the ending never, ever, ever could have been expected in the best possible way. I mean, that's literally the best narrative of over all of humanity and all of time. The ending is a good ending. And so even though I can't promise you the specifics of what your story will look like, I can't promise you the specifics of what these next pages and these next chapters will look like. I can say, standing in the middle with you, that we don't know. We don't know how the story will end. And so we have a choice to either believe that we might see God exceed every expectation, every dream, every thought that we could ask or imagine, like it says in Ephesians 3.20, and to believe that we have a God who does that kind of work, or 
we can keep our expectations low and we can manage our expectations and minimize our expectations and kind of live low so that we don't um, find ourselves disappointed. You know what, to be honest, some days that feels easier, Um, but I'm starting to have this this hope and this kind of inspiration that I think I would rather at the end of my story have been found in full hope and full faith, regardless of the way that it turns out, than to almost have been like that parable of the talent where I just buried it and I kept it hidden because I didn't want anything bad to happen to it. Like I said, a lot easier said than done, um, but I'm trying to be referencing that parable of the talent. I'm trying to be that person that takes the risk to invest it and to use it and to leverage it in real time and having hope and faith that I will see this thing grow. Um, So that has been something that has been helpful to me. And then the last thing that I think I would say and kind of the whole purpose of this conversation is that I hope that you know that you are not alone in this middle waiting space. When you're in this place of trying to find and have the courage to hope, if your faith flame feels really, really small, you are not alone. You're not alone because number one, I'm there and I am very much in this middle place. And look, even if we get the best possible news, which we're praying and believing for in Jesus name, that we will have a positive pregnancy test, that that test will grow into a full and healthy baby who you will one day get to know and meet and hear their voice and see their face. That's what we're believing for. And even if that happens, there are still so many aspects of our existence in our life. Like I said, being a person on this planet at this time, that means that we occupy the middle. I heard someone say this recently. Um, They had also suffered a, a miscarriage. And even the language I'm using can be kind of complex. Like I say a loss, um, but based on my faith and the things that I believe to be true about reality, I don't think that my first two pregnancies, these children that Scott and I created, I don't think that they're lost, even though I don't have them with me here on earth. I believe that they are with the Lord in heaven. And this person that I was talking to, They do not have their first child here on earth with them. And he said that someone told him that it will always be a pull from here until eternity where they have this anchor in heaven, this baby, this life that they want to meet and that exist and that they want to see in heaven. And they also have anchors here on earth of the children that they have in this life and the things that God is doing on earth now, the fact that they're still taking breaths on this side of eternity. There are anchors in both places. And maybe your anchor isn't a child that you've lost. Maybe your anchor in heaven is a grandparent or a parent or a sibling. There are these these anchors that we have here and in heaven. And we feel that pull between those two places. But while we exist in this middle place, while we stand in the middle waiting to see what God will do, we are not alone because I am there and so many other people are in that place, but also the Lord is with us. And we can know for a fact that one of the already benefits, one of the things that we can check a box and say this is already true is that the Holy Spirit is already with us. 
to exist as our counselor, to exist as our help and our hope and our support. And so we do not have to occupy this middle space alone. So I would encourage you just like I have been encouraged by people that I trust and love to take those thoughts, those tears, those expectations, those hopes, to put them in words, in prayer or in a journal or in a conversation with a friend or family member. Trust God with those things and also trust people in your life with those things because it can be really, really, really heavy to hold them on your own. Um, And like I said, sometimes my spirit feels weak or that flame feels really small. And so I need someone else to come in and bolster up to help kind of feed that flame or to help my body or my spirit grow in strength and in capability. So the three things that have been helpful for me, this is not a sermon. These are just three things that have been helpful to me in finding courage to hope has been to remember that uh, when we are in the middle and we're trying to find the courage to hope, that is not a reflection of God's disappointment or disdain for us, that we exist in the already and not yet. Number two, that the very fact that we are in the middle means that we haven't seen the end yet. And so we don't know. We don't know how it could turn out, but there are a lot of stories that say that the ending could be way better than we ever expected. And the third thing is that you're not alone in the middle, that you have people that you can have access to that will support you and that you also have the Holy Spirit that will be there with you as well. So those are just a few things that I have found helpful in this season. And I hope that this is being communicated clearly. Like I said, this was just me trying to jump in on a day, a literal actual 24 hour day where things just feel kind of tough and unsure. I just wanted to take this space on the podcast and get to share that with you. One of the pieces in our homes that means the absolute most to me is my Fig and Loom rug. Fig and Loom sells stunning Turkish rugs that are each individually named after babies whose lives here on earth were cut far too short. One of those is our Hosanna. And my friend and the founder of Fig and Loom, Kelly Strife, was on the podcast last year for one of my all-time favorite conversations. And we talked about finding hope in the stories we didn't choose. And this holiday season, it's hard to imagine a more meaningful gift to give because last year for Christmas, a couple of our best friends actually bought us the Hosanna rug. And like I said, it's one of the most gorgeous and meaningful things in our home. When you purchase textiles from Fig and Loom, you are honoring these lives and you're welcoming a physical representation of hope into your home. Kelly set up a code for my friends and family to get 15% off of anything that you purchase. That code is more with Nikki. So if you see something and you want to add it to your home or you want to give it as a gift, I cannot recommend it more. That's figandloom.co and at figandloom.co on Instagram and use promo code more with Nikki, all caps, no spaces for 15% off of your order. And then right here at the end, the last thing that I wanted to share with you all could not be more different than all the things that I just said. Um, But it is something that has been a huge part of my days recently. And it's just growing a lot faster than I even thought that it would. And I have been holding back because I didn't want to share too much about it. Honestly, because I thought, well, what if it doesn't happen? And also what if it changes and looks different 
by the time you hear it here versus when it becomes public. But you know what? It, like I said, I feel like it's growing. And if you're still listening to this podcast at this time, I mean, you are someone who's invested in my life. And so I just want you to know about these things. So in a similar way to how this podcast started, if you remember when I wanted to start this podcast, it just started as an idea. And I told Scott over and over and over and over again, I just feel like I have access to some of the coolest people on the planet. And I love having conversations with them. And I just wish that I could share these people with anyone that wants wanted to listen to them, wanted to meet them. And eventually he bought me the microphone for the podcast and was like, okay, go for it. Record a podcast, get it out into the world. And so that's what happened in October, 2020. This podcast came to life and those guest conversations started to be recorded. And here we are three years later, which is so crazy. And through that, I started just with one episode every month. And then that grew to one episode every two weeks. And then that grew to one episode every week. And I mean, at the time of this podcast, you're hearing this is the 85th episode plus a few bonus episodes that have been sprinkled through there. So it's just crazy. It's crazy that this thing is still going. It's crazy how many of you are listening. And it's just crazy how the Lord keeps providing incredible people to come on this podcast and they say yes. And the conversation's always, every single time, exceed my expectations of what I think they're going to be like. And through that, I've had so many people over the last year, especially reach out and say, hey, Nikki, I have this dream for a podcast I would love to start. I have this idea. Here's what I would call it. Here's what it would sound like. Here's the kind of content that would be on there. Can you help me know how to launch a podcast? I've just never done this before. Can you share what's worked for you? And my answer is always 100%. And I have this Google, like this Gmail, like thread where I have all of these links of like what microphone I use and what who has been helpful for me along the way. You guys have all met the amazing podcast producer, Luke Wilson, who touches every single episode that we have and edits the audio. And so I'll send those things. And through these conversations over the last year, I started to have this idea. And I was thinking, I wonder, what it would look like if I was able to create a podcast network where I could remove the hurdles for these people who want to host these shows. So if they're telling me, I already have this idea, I already have this vision, I just need to know how to accomplish it and I just need help to make it happen like on a technical, tangible basis. If I can remove some of those pain points or some of those hurdles that keep them from getting those conversations into the world, then maybe we would have a whole collection of podcasts available to all of us publicly that would just encourage our life in really, really specific ways. So I didn't even know my podcast does not exist in a podcast network. Um, Some of my favorite podcasts do and some of them don't. And so I don't really know a whole lot about podcast networks, but I started having this conversation with Scott. And again, you know, Scott, he was like, you just need to do it. You just need to go for it. So then I started just putting this idea in front of some of my friends that I know have compelling stories, who have compelling visions, who actually have something that they can add to the world through this space, through this audible medium. And I started telling them, I think I'm going to launch a podcast network. If I did that, 
One, would you want to be a part of it? And two, what would you want that to look like? And some of them have taken me up on those conversations much quicker than others. I have a handful of people that like I literally could not be more excited that they might be launching or relaunching their podcasts in early 2024 under this podcast network. But I have one show that was like, I want to get started right now. And so right now, I don't want to share too many specifics because I still want to honor their launch process and I want you to get to hear from them well. But what's happening right now? Again, maybe I'm oversharing, but if you're still along for the ride, then hey, I want you to know about this thing. But what this looks like right now is I'm helping get this first show launched and they are the first show, the first person that I am helping kind of through this podcast network process. And what I will offer them is I, through our network, they will get access to the amazing Luke Wilson. He will be their podcast producer, their audio editor for every episode. Um, So we will help them edit their episodes. I will help them get everything together for the launch. So creating a episode plan for a release plan for the season or for the year, um, helping book guests, helping kind of manage some of those admin areas of actually getting the guest, making the invitations, setting the calendar invites, getting everything set up for audio and video recording. Um, we're also helping by creating some of the initial brand assets like the cover art or some of the social graphics. And yeah, we're trying this all out with this first show right now. So hopefully I'll get to introduce you to them very, very soon. And you guys are going to love them. And every episode they create is going to add so, so much to your life in a very, very practical way. Um, And then, like I said, there's a handful of other shows who are interested to maybe start in early 2024. So I'm having conversations with them. And then on my side of it, I'm trying to name this thing. I have some name ideas for what I think I want the podcast network to be called, but it's like all the big stuff, like actually setting it up um, to function and to have its own look and feel and form. So yeah, that's really all that I have to say about that. But I had hinted at this in a few different places and just wanted to invite you into these very early days of this podcast network so that you can see it launch and you can remember like, oh, I remember hearing about this a couple months ago and you can just celebrate with us as it launches. And of course, there will be ways to engage too and for you to add your own feedback, um, not only to the shows, but also to the podcast network. So I've talked since the beginning that I want this to be a space that we build together. And I would hope that that would be true about the podcast network as well. I don't want to do something for the sake of just doing it. Um, I want to see through these visions and these ideas that I feel like the Lord has given me, but I also want it to function in a way that makes sense and actually adds to your life. And I think that that will be the common theme with every show on our podcast network. If they were like, what is this No Name Podcast Network about? I would say, well, every show on the No Name Podcast Network 
adds to your life. It's meant to enhance your life, to stimulate ideas and thinking and growth and transformation. It's meant to add friendships and just liveliness to your commute or when you're cleaning your house. Like every show on this network is meant to add and contribute to your life. So that is what you can expect to see in early 2024, Lord willing. And then you might also get some sneak peeks of this first show and these first steps over the next couple months. But otherwise, I am so grateful that you chose to listen all the way through to this point. I hope that you have found some courage in your own story as you've been listening. Um, I would love to hear from you if you are standing in that middle ground and you have a place where you are waiting to see the outcome. I would love to know what that place is and I would love to pray with you and just kind of be in that middle together. So you can text me if you have my phone number or you can DM me and just share what that middle space looks like for you and what specific thing you're looking to have courage to hope for right now. And also I want to be the first to say happy holidays. Now that we're on the other side of Halloween, we're looking forward to Thanksgiving and I cannot be more excited. This truly is one of the best times of the year and I'm excited to get to be a part of your days over the next couple months. So I'll talk to you soon. 